Here. 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 Here we appears we do have a quorum. We'll get right into our agenda. Ms. Pollock. The first item uh, on the agenda, uh, item number one, City Planning Commission for a zoning text amendment to sections 2.3.5, Board of Zoning Appeals Procedure 2.4.11, Variance Zoning uh, 5. 11.9 small cell facility and 7.6 remedies and penalties of the Norfolk zoning ordinance to modify the grounds for granting variances maximum penalties for ongoing zoning violations and regulations for wireless communication infrastructure to reflect the changes made in state law Chris good afternoon um, this request is from the City Planning Commission uh, for the text amendment to uh, <coughs> correct some things or adjust some things in our ordinance to align with these recent changes in state law first of which is related to the board of zoning appeals procedure uh, more specifically uh, the granting of variances the state law change essentially requires localities in creating zoning ordinances to uh, consider the americans with disability act and persons with disabilities uh, when creating the ordinances and specifically in this case uh, when grant when Board of Zoning Appeals um, are looking at granting variances one of the, uh, the standards must be modified in order to uh, actually consider disabilities when granting variances so this amendment would allow for that change as well as uh, the ability to put conditions on that variance to um, you know maybe have it expire when the disability is you know no longer needed or disability improves um, so that that's the first amendment second amendment is related to the small cell facilities um, the current zoning ordinance does have regulations pertaining to that uh, we actually already have uh, some rules and procedures in place for those however the state law change uh, in this case is related to um, not only you know prohibiting us to require people or small cell facility structures to receive a conditional use permit or a variance. Um, it allows us to pr provide or create an administrative approval process uh, for those small cell structures and, and also the grounds on which we can deny them. And uh, so really that's more of an administrative procedure um, and then some, uh, some things about uh, letting applicants know if, uh, if we haven't acted on it in a certain amount of time that it's considered approved and some things like that but it's all administrative in nature and the last one is related to zoning violations and the fees associated with that um, essentially what it does is it increases the maximum penalty to uh, from fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand dollars if a um, if, if a zoning violation has failed to be abated um, for succeeding uh, time so if it's been if it's a failure to abate that violation for succeeding uh, periods of time then the uh, fine is increased to two thousand dollars so that is in summary that is uh, that's what this text amendment does it gets us in line with the state law changes from the 2018 general assembly session and with that staff def, staff does recommend approval of this text amendment and i'll stand by for questions thank you chris any questions of mr whitney commissioner did I see your hand go up, uh, Adam? Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chair, we entertain a motion. Uh, Mr. Hale. Aye. 
I'm sorry. The, the motion is to uh, approve the zoning text amendment to reflect changes uh, made in state law. I'll try that again, Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Murphy. Aye. Ms. Shelton. Yes. Dr. Newman. Aye. Uh, Mr. Fraley. Aye. The next item on your agenda, item number two, uh, is uh, the City Planning Commission for a zoning text amendment to section, thank you, 3.6.11, Principal Accessory and Temporary Use Table for Historic and Cultural Conservation-Based Zoning Districts of the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance to allow secondary school in the HCG1 Ghent Historic and Cultural Conservation District by conditional use permit. Um, so this is a text amendment that uh, has been initiated uh, by the City Planning Commission, um, and it is in the HCG1 district. That is uh, one of our Ghent Historic Districts. Currently in that district, an uh, elementary school is permitted by right. Generally, elementary school goes from kindergarten, and it can go as high as eighth grade, permitted use. Um, we had a request, and the uh, Planning Commission uh, is the body that initiates the uh, amendment to allow uh, a secondary school. Secondary school can go from um, sixth grade all the way up to 12th grade. So the request would be to permit uh, school secondary in the HCG1 district um, by conditional use permit. Um, this is an amendment to one of our historic districts, and as such does have to be uh, approved uh, by our architectural review board. They have done so and recommended approval, and it is also staff's uh, recommendation that this amendment uh, be approved. Thank you, Susan. Commissioners, any question or comment? Susan? Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the zoning text amendment. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Um, Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Item three. Okay. Uh, the next item is uh, the Hague School for a conditional use permit to allow school secondary within the HCG1 Ghent Historic and Cultural Conservation District at 739 Yarmouth Street. The purpose of this request is to allow a secondary school in the HCG1 district. So following up on the uh, amendment that we, uh, that you all just uh, approved, um, this applicant is requesting um, to allow a secondary school at 739 Yarmouth Street. I think most of you are familiar with that. That is the uh, Unitarian Church located on the corner of Yarmouth Street uh, and Mowbray Arch. Um, again, it is, uh, it was, the previous use was a church and just to let you know, that is actually a non-conforming use at that site as well. Um, and again, the request is to operate a secondary school. Thank you, Susan. Um, the, well, you threw, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, again, the, the property is on HCG1, um, and this request would be to allow the secondary school by uh, uh, conditional use permit. Thank you, Susan. Here uh, to ask the questions, the chair wants to acknowledge the following two folks. Uh, Jennifer Warren. And uh, Robin Thomas. Anything you folk would like to add at this point? No, this is all the dogs to questions. Please Thank you. Me. Commissioners, any questions? Comment? Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the conditional use permit uh, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Uh, Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. 
Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with that. Thank you very much. Okay. The next uh, item on the agenda, item number four, is by Monument Development 17, LLC, for a change of zoning from MFNS, Multifamily Neighborhood Scale, and Park Place NRO, Neighborhood Resilience Overlay, to Conditional CN, Neighborhood Commercial District, at 117 through 123 West 26th Street. The purpose of this request is to allow surface parking. Matt right. Simons, go right ahead, young man. All right. This site is located on the southeast corner of West 26th Street and Omahundro Avenue in the Park Place neighborhood. And the request is to rezone the site from multifamily residential uh, MFNS to, uh, to the um, conditional CN neighborhood commercial zoning district. And this is a request by Monument Development. Um, if we look on this aerial right here, you'll see the site on that south uh, east corner of Omahundro and 26th Street. Directly to the south of that on the corner of 25th and Omahundro, um, you'll see a commercial building there. And as you continue to go south, there are com uh, commercial and industrial buildings that recently Monument Development has worked towards uh, renovating and doing adaptive reuse projects. So they would like to, um, they purchased this property with the intent to develop a parking lot in order to serve the growing needs of the different adaptive reuse projects that are going in there. They also have um, purchased the other property that's directly to the southeast of this, that grass lot showing up there on your aerial. Uh, they are also going to be developing a parking lot there as well for the same purpose. That property development would not have to um, go through this board because that site is zoned uh, industrial. Um, this site is zoned multifamily, would have to be rezoned. Um, and then to talk a little bit about um, the general plan, uh, this, this site is designated in our general plan as multifamily corridor. Um, there is a strict split that continues westward of this site. You can see here on the zoning map um, exactly where that split would be on the future land use map. But everything on 26th Street as you go west has that strict split between 25th and 26th Street with um, all of the uh, resi residential uses on that southern line of 26th Street. And then as you go to 25th Street, it's all industrial. As we get to this block going eastward on Omahundra Avenue, that strict separation pretty much dissolves as we get to a major uh, commercial node here at 26 in Granby. And then Granby is really the spine there for the commercial that's, that's, uh, that creeps from the railroad tracks all the way up to almost Church Street. Uh, so we don't see the, um, the need for that strict split here. There are actually no residential uses on this block at all. Uh, so we do not feel that this violates the intent of, of that separation as we see it uh, going westward. If this was to be occurring on the westward side of Omahundro, we would say no, that that is d dissolving that, that split in a way that harms the neighborhood. But as we go east, we think that this is a, um, a perfect block to be redeveloped with commercial uses in mind with that, with that mix. And this would be a conditional rezoning, so it would include the condition that this site be developed in accordance with the site plan that's attached to your packet for that parking lot there. And we also would be getting right-of-way improvements on this side of Omahundro Avenue, uh, where right where currently there are none, it's just a, um, it's just it just turns from the asphalt of the street into into basically crush and run gravel, and then eventually the grass. The uh, 26th Street side is is improved well. Does have a good right of way with the with a curb gutter, sidewalk, landscape verge, and street trees, all all in that side. 
uh, but the OMA 100 side uh, would be improved through the site plan review process when they develop this site. So overall, we see um, good developments on the site. Um, we see that it, it does generally comport with the, the spirit of the intent of the, the general plan, even though it's designated as multifamily corridor uh, in what it's trying to accomplish. And we feel that the conditions that would be placed on the, um, the rezoning would, would uh, be sufficient to secure the protection for the surrounding uses. Um, staff recommends approval of the proposal um, as shown. Thank you, Matt. What happens to the building on the south of this area? That um, building um, is a industrial building. It's had several uses in it. Mainly it's had uh, car-related, automobile-related uses in it for at least the past um, 20 to 30 years, I'm sure. Uh, that, that building's vacant now, and I would imagine that if the development pressures that have been going on in this area continue, we might see it come through for another type of adaptive reuse project uh, in, in this area. Directly south of that, that whole strip, that red building, that whole strip mm -hmm. of industrial buildings is being converted right now into available commercial suites for um, the different uses that are coming about. Just to the, uh, to the southwest of this site um, is the Old Dominion Peanut Factory, which you saw a few months ago that has been converted into, um, uh, approved to be converted into residential use, and it should be um, under construction soon. Uh, so any automotive use of that garage is moot now. We don't have to worry about that going forward. Well, correct, because we don't have, that site by itself no longer has enough lot width and lot area for it to come forward for its own conditional use permit. And the parking that it was using in the past on this, on this site, uh, although it was in a very bad condition, they cannot use that anymore. So they have limited themselves in that capacity. They would have to give us some sort of parking plan. And the automobile uses don't meet the minimum requirements to come forward. So it had to be some other type of use. Thank you, Matt. Uh, any questions, comment, commissioners? Okay. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Uh, here to speak, and well, I shouldn't say speak, here to answer any questions regarding this is the applicant, Chris Johnson. Thank you, Chris. Anything you'd like to add at this point? Thank you, sir. Comment, question, commissioners? Susan. Okay. The motion is to recommend approval of the change of zoning subject to the proffered conditions. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Uh, Monument has been an uh, outstanding partner in our adaptive reuse effort here uh, in planning throughout the city. So I, I certainly won't endorse this. I vote yes and look forward to that being as successful as, uh, as you go forward with your other projects as well. So good luck. I vote yes. The next item on the agenda is Swagath Plaza for a conditional use permit to operate a banquet hall at 920 North Military Highway. The purpose of this request is to allow the operation of a new banquet hall. Um, many of you may be familiar with this site as the former Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it's located on the south side of East Virginia Beach Boulevard, um, east of Military Highway. Um, it has been vacant for some time. Um, and the applicant is proposing to operate a, a banquet hall. Um, the zoning is a CR, and a uh, banquet hall is permitted by a conditional use permit. Um, again, the 
other operations uh, in the facility. The applicant is also proposing to operate a restaurant. Um, however, he is proposing to close the restaurant by 11 o'clock and not have any entertainment, so he will be getting a zoning certificate for that. He doesn't need a conditional use permit. Um, and so that is one of the other uses, and he is also doing uh, an international grocery mart. What he needs the conditional use permit is for the banquet hall. And again, the banquet hall uh, will not have entertainment or alcohol. Um, and this is the floor plan. As I indicated, you can see kind of on the lower right-hand side, that would be the restaurant. To the left uh, would be the International Food Mart. Uh, and then the top part of the screen is the layout for the, uh, the banquet hall. There is a stage there, and that would be for any speakers that they have while they're using the banquet hall. Again, there is no entertainment uh, or alcohol. Um, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report, staff is recommending that this application be approved. Thank you, Susan. Any questions, Ms. Pollock, commissioners? Thank you, Susan. Uh, chair will acknowledge Mr. Serenivas Borida and Mr. Lawrence Collins, uh, applicants and representatives. There is no opposition. You gentlemen care to add anything further? With that, commissioners, any question? Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fairley? Aye. Uh, we'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, item number six on your agenda is uh, circuit social for the following conditional use permits at 258 Granby Street. A, a restaurant operating after 12 o'clock uh, midnight uh, and a commercial recreation center. The purpose of this request is to allow the restaurant to operate a commercial recreation center uh, after 12 o'clock midnight. Um, this site is located uh, in downtown. Uh, it's at the intersection of Granby Street and Market Street. It does run all the way through uh, to Monticello. There have been several retail uh, uses located uh, in the building previously. Uh, and again, the uh, request is to operate a late night restaurant with video games. Um, video games being the commercial recreation uh, center part of this. Um, the zoning is uh, downtown mixed use. Uh, it does allow by conditional use permit those two uses, the restaurant operating after midnight as well as the commercial recreation. Uh, and that's what they are here today asking for the conditional use permits. This is a copy, uh, if you can see it, of the floor plan. Uh, again, this is a, a good mix of a restaurant with a lot of uh, commercial uh, recreation games. Again, anytime you have more than four commercial recreation games, you are required to get uh, the conditional use permit. Uh, I might mention that this is um, a group that has done this before. They are operating in Richmond, and they are bringing that uh, down to our fair city at this location. Um, staff is recommending approval of both uh, conditional use permits um, subject to the conditions uh, contained in our staff report. Uh, thank you, Susan. Any question? Commissioners, a comment? We will note that there is no opposition to this application. Susan? Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permits subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley. Feedback we get is that this operation is doing gangbusters in Richmond. So hopefully we can get a similar outcome here in this city. I vote aye. Okay. 
The next item uh, on the agenda is the Vale uh, Brewing Company for a conditional use permit for the sale of alcoholic beverages off-premises at 2314 Colonial Avenue. The purpose of this request is to allow the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption at an approved restaurant. Matt? This request is by Vale Brewing. Uh, the site is located at 2314 Colonial Avenue, um, which is along Colonial Avenue in the Park Place neighborhood, uh, just between West 24th Street and West 23rd Street, a little bit north of the Norfolk Southern Railroad tracks. And the building that uh, it's been vacant for a little bit, but was last occupied by the Norfolk Chop House. And here's a look at the zoning map. Um, this uh, spine of Colonial Avenue does have some uh, commercial directly along Colonial Avenue. And that does allow the request by conditional use permit. And here's a look at the floor plan. And I will note one thing in your packet. Um, it does say in your in your packet in the staff report that they have asked for specialty sized uh, singles. Um, in your conditions of the report, uh, it was pointed out to me by the applicant that we failed to to mention that. So I just want to point out that the intent is to reflect what's in your um, staff report for the specialty sized singles. Primarily, their focus will be uh, refillable growlers and crowlers. Uh, due to the the, app, the nature of the applicant, they bring in their their beer and put them in the cisterns. I believe they're called, um, and then and then uh, to their patrons that have their own growlers and crowlers, they can fill them up and then leave with them. But they will also be um, hosting other specialty size singles from I guess their sister and other companies that they sponsor. Uh, so I wanted to clear that up. Staff does recommend approval of the request, um, uh, given the, all of the conditions that are in your staff report. And stand by for any questions. Thank you, Matt. Matt, I think I asked this question earlier. You don't know whether or not the entire structure is going to be used by this venture, by this Well, the, um, there is a second and third floor uh, above, and that has apartments okay. in it. Um, okay. The structure, as it appears along 24th Street, it looks like a bigger structure. than It's actually two structures side by side built around the same time with the same style. Uh, you wouldn't think that in looking at it from 24th. So it is two structures. And on the, if you're looking at it, the one on the left uh, or east is actually a different building owned by the same property owner, but there is an office use in that building. Mm -hmm. um, it's an engineering office in there. But they are using the entire ground floor of the building that they're in if, if you um, are using this map right here. Yes. Thanks, Matt. Any questions, uh, Mr. Simons? So, Matt, they won't be brewing beer there. It's more of a restaurant. Correct. They would be bringing in beer that is uh, very close to being consumed in its final state, I guess, uh, to be put in the cisterns, probably off the truck. And then from there, they can be put into refillable growlers if they and they also have a short shelf life at that point so whatever isn't sold would be disposed of properly but um but you can ref, you can fill into your disposable your uh, refillable growler as i'm not a drinker so i'm not i don't have all the terms <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm barring a lot of this but i think i just I need a clarification it. on that i yeah. know about consuming beer I'm a, <laughs> all right you're hearing from a master here man okay <laughs> Any other questions of Mr. Simon? Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, Commissioners, if we have any other questions, I guess we can ask the applicant. He's here, uh, Mr. Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris.
Chris, you heard the questions. Can you add any more clarity to some of the questions that we had? Uh, I, I believe that's correct. The, the beer is going to be shipped from Richmond. Um, Chris, give us your name and mailing address. Sure, Chris Johnson, um, principal with the Monument Companies, 1425 East Cary Street, Richmond, Virginia, 23219. Um, it's something that you're seeing across the state now with some recent legislation at the state level, but the, the, the beer is going to be brewed in Richmond, but there'll be fermentation tanks mm -hmm. here in um, Norfolk. Mm -hmm. But it'll, it'll look like beer is getting brewed here. <laughs> it'll it'll kind of have that look. Well, one curiosity I have, for that which is not consumed within a time limit, how do you dispose of it? I don't know if they've ever had that issue before. <laughs> um, so that's uh, a good sign. Isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not sure of that, but I can make sure that um, I have a full answer of that before we um, head to city council, if that's okay. That probably be a small idea. Okay. So how we would dispose of any of this leftover? Okay. Any other questions of Mr. Johnson? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Comment commissions or questions? Susan. Okay. The motion is to recommend approval of the uh, conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation, City Council. Okay, item number eight uh, is a request by Cafe Stella for a conditional use permit for the sale of alcoholic beverages off-premises at 116 Granby Street. The purpose of this request is to allow for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption at an existing restaurant. Okay, and this request is by Cafe Stella. It's located downtown between um, Main Street and Plume Street on, on Granby Street on the east side of Granby Street, uh, directly beside the main hotel conference center. And um, staff does recommend approval of this request. The um, applicant is asking to um, serve alcohol for off-premises consumption. Uh, they've partnered, I, I believe, with a, a winery in the area or a wine distributor in the area that like to showcase their wines at the location. So that's why they're applying for this request. And I do have in your packet, a letter, I believe, from the Downtown Norfolk Civic League. Um, yes, the last page in your packet that they also um, have weighed and they do support the request for the conditional use permit. Thank you, Matt. All right. Any questions of Mr. Simon? Thank you, Matt. All right. Chair acknowledges there uh, is no opposition to this particular application. Any question, commissioners, or comment? Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permit subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Ms. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Okay. Item nine. Item nine is a request by Aldi Inc. for a conditional use permit for the sale of alcoholic beverages off-premises at 1050 North Military Highway. The purpose of this request is to allow the sale of four packs of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption at a proposed grocery store. Chris. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is an application from Aldi for a conditional use permit for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption at uh, this property on North Military Highway at the intersection of, uh, or excuse me, in front of the JNF Shopping Center. Um, it is 
it's existing uh, use is it's vacant right now. It was um, Old Town Super Buffet was the previous uh, applicant for the site um, who had an eating and drinking establishment special exception from 2002. Um, and so since then it's been it's been used in a similar fashion. Um, so the proposal is for the Aldi grocery store to come in and demolish the building and build a brand new grocery store there. Uh, and they you know, actually, the zoning ordinance currently allows grocery stores to uh, that are larger than fifteen thousand square feet to sell alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption by right <clears throat> if they sell that beer in six packs and up. So they can't go below six packs; um, otherwise, they get a conditional use permit. And so that's why all these in in uh, in the process right now because they'd like to sell four packs. Uh, they'd also like to sell. Um, specialty size single servings of beer as well. Um, and they'd be between 12 ounces and 32 ounces in size. So the, uh, again, the request is to, is to be able to do the four packs. Uh, the applicant's currently in the site plan review process right now um, to get the city's comments on the development of the new building and the parking area. Staff does recommend approval of this special, uh, conditional use permit for the sale of alcohol for off-premises consumption, uh, subject to the conditions in the staff report. And I will mention that we did receive a letter of support from the Lake Taylor Civic League. And I'll stand by for questions. Thanks, Chris. Any questions of Mr. Whitney, commissioners? Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, Chair would like to acknowledge um, Mark Boyd, who's the applicant as well as Justin Spruill. You gentlemen care to add anything to what you heard? Thank you, sir. Okay. Susan. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation to council. Okay, item number 10, Little Creek Marina, LLC, for a closure of a certain parcel of land at the eastern section of Bath Street from Pretty Lake Avenue southwesterly to the eastern branch of Little Creek, and a portion of the western portion of Bath Street from the eastern branch of Little Creek northwesterly, 470 feet more or less. That's Paula Shea. Good afternoon. Uh, this is an application by Little Creek Marina LLC for a street closure for a portion of Bath Street. It is located south of Pretty Lake Avenue in the East Beach Harbor area. Um, Bath Street is an unimproved um, right of way that the city um, does not own the underlying fee in the street. We just have the right of way through there. Um, this will facilitate the development of a new community that we're going to hear about in the next application. Um, the, we have a letter of support from the East Ocean View Civic League. Um, we, are, we have an easement agreement for stormwater with the applicant, and Dominion Power also has an easement in place with the applicant. Um, and we recommend approval. Thank you, Paul. Any questions of Ms. Shea, commissioners? Thanks, Paul. Chair wants to acknowledge uh, Matthew Gast and the next one I need some help with. Raphael Allen. Thank you, sir. Uh, anything you gentlemen would like to add? Um, let's hear questions. Okay. Any questions, commissioners? 
Susan. Okay. The motion is to recommend approval of uh, the closure of uh, a section of Bath Street. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Looking forward to that. Good luck. Uh, we're in the new business, Susan. Yep. Item one. Okay, so this item is actually following up on an item that Paula just presented. It is the same parcel. You can actually kind of see the section of Bath Street uh, that is recommended for closure. Um, the site is located on the south side of Pretty Lake. Um, it was a uh, marina with dry boat storage. Um, what the proposal is, is for a Continuing Care Retirement Center, a CCRC. Um, this site is zoned uh, EBH, which is uh, East Beach Harbor. It is one of our special purpose districts. Any development within this district requires a development certificate. And the development certificate is a review first by the Architectural Review Board uh, and then on to the Planning Commission. Um, several of our development certificates uh, do allow waivers, uh, in which case it would go on to City Council. In this case, uh, there are no waivers allowed and they are not requesting any waivers. Um, this is an overview of the site. Um, the building, uh, as you can see, is pushed up uh, to Pre-Lake Avenue with the parking located to the rear. Uh, there is a good amount, and they've been working with Seamus in our office to make sure that there is sufficient space um, between the water looking out for the wetlands um, and staying away um, from the water. Uh, <laughs> these are elevations, and again, these are the same elevations uh, that we saw um, through ARB and that uh, you all reviewed and approved downstairs. Um, in, uh, as part of the development certificate in the East Beach Harbor uh, District, um, in addition to uh, complying with the Coastal Pattern Book, there are also some additional form standards uh, in this district. Um, two, two large ones. Uh, the first is uh, requirements regarding uh, parking. Um, not being in any of the required yards, uh, and then not being visible from Pretty Lake unless you have um, additional landscaping. And this uh, project does comply with those two requirements. Uh, the next uh, requirement uh, regar uh, is in reference to building design. Um, and there are multiple things in here. Um, facades include recesses and projections of at least three feet, uh, variation in building materials and colors, Fenestration at intervals of 30 to 50 feet. Um, one primary entrance on Pretty Lake Avenue. Uh, there's transparency, 50% on the ground floor, 40% on the upper floors. Um, no unpainted concrete anywhere on the building. Um, ground floor that is larger than the stories above. Uh, and finally, uh, the ground floor uh, of the building facing Pretty Lake Avenue could accommodate uh, retail or office use. And this building is indeed set up uh, to accommodate that. So it does comply with all the requirements in the East Beach Harbor. So again, not there are waivers allowed. There are no uh, necessary waivers. Um, staff is recommending uh, approval of the East Beach Harbor Compliance Certificate. Susan, we heard anything from the folks out in the East Beach at all? They had a meeting um, with them back, I think it was in September. Um, they held their own uh, public meeting. It was a very good showing, uh, and the community is very supportive of this application. Thank you. Uh, any questions or comment, commissioners? Susan, do you know um, what the plan is for the overhead power lines are there? Are they going to bury those, do you know? Yes. 
Your voice got a little lower all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Any other question or comment? Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the East Beach Harbor Compliance Certificate. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Recognizing that uh, we older folks are getting older about a minute, I'm looking forward to a nice continuing care retirement center on the water. Uh, I'll vote aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation as well. Well, we won't, but good luck nonetheless. <laughs> Susan, uh, no, you're not next. I'm sorry. Jeremy. <clears throat> Item 2-2, text amendment initiation. All right, thank you, Mr. Chairman. So good afternoon. This is, uh, I believe, the third in a series of cleanups that we've done since we adopted the new zoning ordinance back in, in March. Uh, they're getting smaller as we go along. There are fewer items. So as of right now, we have seven minor technical corrections identified uh, to the ordinance. The intent of these, uh, every time we come into these cleanups, is that they are technical corrections. And I think there's a significant policy change that we bring on a separate, on a separate item to you. Uh, so. Our intent is just to to bring those forward to you and um, get them through your agenda next month. Well, I for one, Jeremy, I'm happy you're doing it. Uh, we know that we uh, stepped out on some bleeding edge stuff uh, with our new zoning ordinance earlier this year. So I'm glad you folks are continuing to be vigilant about making sure we get these snafus caught before they get us in trouble. Yes, sir. Um, and so far, we've been pretty diligent about that. And I, I for one, appreciate it since. This commission has a lot riding on the success of what we passed back in March or April of this year. So I appreciate you folks being very diligent about that. Um, any other question or comment, uh, Jeremy? We will entertain a motion to initiate that amendment. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So moved. Second. Probably moving second to initiate a text amendment for ongoing updates and provisions and corrections of our zoning ordinance. Uh, uh, those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, we're looking forward to it, Jeremy. Thank you. Sure you are. Thank you. Uh, last you item are. is uh, <laughs> last item is adopt adopt adoption of a 2019 meeting schedule. Uh, we have that schedule that was presented to us earlier today. If I could find mine, here we are. Um, uh, anything that we are aware of at this point, commissions, that would cause us to have some concerns based on what you see? I will require cake on October 10th, just FYI. Is that a special day? Might be my birthday. Might be. Okay, <laughs> we'll make a note of that. Uh, otherwise, I think you're in favor of this as it is presented. Totally. I'll take that as a motion, and we'll have a take a second from, I'll second. from Mr. Hales. And no further questions, those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, thank you. Uh, that concludes our agenda. Uh, Adam, anything you'd like to add, sir? Uh, no, Mr. Chair. Uh, I don't know whether we lament or cheer, but George Holmwood is back. Um, and we will welcome him as we always do. George, glad to have you back. Anything you care to add at this point? Um, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, it's good to be back. Um, but we, unfortunately, we do have a, um, a preview to finish up uh, that we didn't get to downstairs. Right. So, yes, uh, yes. But we can end our agenda now, can we not?
With that in mind, commissioners, any comment at this point or question? Uh, we stand adjourned from our previous agenda, but we will move forward with what we didn't finish downstairs. Susan? As soon as Matt can pull up the, okay. the PowerPoint. That means we'll take a slide.